You are listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. Visit us online at rolcf.org. Holy Spirit, you are the great teacher. We simply ask that you come and do what you do best this morning. Teach us from your word. Open the eyes of our understanding. We know so much and we understand so little. And because of that, we ask you to bring us revelation. May we begin to understand the things that we've known for years. May it do something in our heart that brings a transformation on the inside. So it will be obvious that we're different on the outside. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are our comforter. That you've been sent here to be alongside of us, to guide us and direct us. To convict us of our right standing with God. Thank you for telling us all the time how worthy we are and how righteous we are and whose children we are so we can always remember it. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I, I thank you that people will hear your word. It will be planted in their heart and it will bring forth a fruit and a harvest. And all God's people said, Amen. Uh, this morning we're going to begin a series and we'll probably be on this for three or four weeks. Uh, so this morning we're going to start and give you a, uh, a synopsis of, of what we're going to share on for the next few weeks. But it's basically called the three A's of victory. Very practical, very, very easy to understand message or series. Uh, but these three A's of victory, uh, without them you're not going to walk victorious. Uh, you know, Jesus came to bring us life and life more abundant. Uh, he came to, you know, uh, it was because of His victory that he gave, and then he gave us and wanted us to walk and live in that victory. And the Bible talks about, you know, us laying hands on the sick and them recovering. Matter of fact, the last word in the book of Mark that Jesus spoke was the word recover. You shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall no more. That was the last word He spoke in the book of Mark. See, recovering means that there's a type of victory over an issue. Recover, reestablish, repent. You know, you, you redoing something. I mean, there is a trial and a struggle, and vic you, you can't have victory unless you have a struggle. You know, uh, we're going to talk about a scripture today that you probably haven't really haven't seen. You probably read it before, but maybe you haven't seen it the way we're going to talk about it this morning. But how many times, I mean, it seems like time and time and time again, we hear pastors and preachers like myself talking about the life that we're supposed to be living in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of heaven, but it seems so far and removed, doesn't it? I knew you'd say yes on that one. I know your heart. But it seems so far and removed so too many times for it to really to be a reality and we're going to talk about this morning is how it actually can become, the Word of God can actually become a reality in your life. And there's only one way it's going to happen, and it's not by osmosis. Just you living and breathing and walking and declaring that you're a Christian, God, you know, it's almost like most Christians are waiting for God just to zap them and make them like they're supposed and make His Word work in their lives. And we're just, we're like, we're a bunch of people just going around wishful thinking. Well, I've heard about this kind of life, but I haven't seen it. 
I know it's there, at least I think it's there, because everybody tells me it's there, but I haven't seen it. Does that, does that relate to anybody? You know, we hear about the peace and the joy, but I don't experience it. Even David said, return unto me the joy of my salvation. Why did he have to say that? Because he didn't have no joy. He had lost his joy of his salvation. It, his salvation had quit. It, it wasn't affecting him anymore. I know that doesn't sound like anybody in our church. You know, because our salvation is still affecting us, right? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I don't know how many times I have... Where, where is the salvation that I heard about and that I believed? You know, there was a time it seems like we believed so much and now we don't anymore. It's like, what's happened? And we're going to talk about... That's, that's why this is really heavy on my heart this morning, the three A's of victory. And the, the, first day, uh, the first A is acknowledgement. The second A is agreement. And the third A is authority. Now, I told you those right off the bat in order, and that's what we're going to talk about in case I forget. <laughs> okay, so you, now you know what we've talked about. Well, what y'all talked about over at the river today? Well, we talked about the three A's of victory. And what are they? Acknowledgement, agreement, and authority. See, if I say that enough, you'll know what we talked about, whether we talk about it or not. Because, what? I'm going to talk about it. All right. Turn with me to the book of um, 2 Timothy. While you're turning there, I'm going to uh, just read this partial scripture to you. It's out of 1 Corinthians 15. It says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, God has given us victory through Jesus Christ, but have we experienced it? Are we living in the victory that He's given to us? See, within God's kingdom, there's all the victory we need. Within God's kingdom is all the peace and joy that we need. The Word of God has been spoken to us, but has, is it affecting us? And that's where we need to get to victory. Let me read this, this passage of Scripture out of 2 Timothy. And I'm gonna, if, if we can put it on the, the, the screen in the King James, the original King James, not the New King James, if you can find that, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24. I'm going to go ahead and read it, but just go ahead and put it on the board if it's not there. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all, apt to teach, patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Man, I tell you what, that's, that's almost what... Listen to what this is saying. People are... Let me just put it this way. This verse is saying that there's people opposing themselves. It's not saying that you have this group over here and this group over here and they oppose one another. What it's saying is there's a group of people that they oppose themselves individually. They contradict. Some of us aren't even in agreement with our own self. There's strife, there's struggle, there, there's, there's instability in our system, in our emotions. Has anybody ever struggled with emotional instability? Look at all the hands go up. I tell you, we talk about healing the sick, raising the dead, but what about emotional stability in the body of Christ? 
I'll tell you what, I was going to have a skit done this morning, but my skit person's not here. But, but just, just, just think of all the things you could do. I was, you know, you, you could have, you ever, at, at the restaurant, I'll take when the glass, you know, the waitress comes and fills your glass, I'll move it around like this. It goes like that. And, and I have to make it stable so she can fill it. You can't feel something that's not stable. Do you understand? Can you build a, a, a house of cards on a table that's moving, that's not stable? You can't do it. And we wonder why we don't see the body of Christ taking its place in the area or in our in where we live because we have the, most Christians are, walk around with so much instability you can't, you can't feel something that's not stable we cry oh feel me God, feel me God we, got, you know, we, we say all the right spiritual words but we're not stable we're opposing ourselves you ever oppose yourselves you want to do something but you don't you go dang it not mad at me. <laughs> Who are you mad at? Why are you so mad? I'm mad at me. Lied to myself again. Dang it. Watch this. Let me read this from the top again. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all, apt to teach, patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging, oh, there's that word, acknowledging of the what? See, you can acknowledge things, but you're supposed to acknowledge the truth. We're going to talk about all this in a second. Look what it says in the book, of, let me just go ahead and read the rest of this. And, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by Him at His will. Is that what the Scripture says? The Bible is saying that there's a group of people that the devil ensnares at the devil's will. Can I get any amens on that? Does anybody ever feel like you've been more ensnared by the devil than you've been ensnared by God? You know what the word ensnares mean? It means to be taken in authority. You know, see, when you're ensnared by something, you're under that, that's authority. You're under that, that's control. When you're a snare, you're in control by the snare. So that means you're under that authority. And most people in the body of Christ, I really believe, walk around being more snared by the devil because of what this verses, these verses are talking about. And that's why we're going to talk about the three A's to victory because Jesus, or God, has given us victory in Christ Jesus, but we're not living in that victory. We need to understand that when it comes to being affected by something, the first thing you've got to do in your life is you have to be aware that it's there. You have to... Uh, Peter was in the boat, and there was a big storm, and... And the, well, the disciples were in the boat and they saw this ghost. Right? They saw this ghost and Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. And what did Jesus do? He said, Come on, it's me. 
So he had to be aware, or he had to be uh, conscious, he had to be akin, he had to be, first of all, he had to give his attention to. Before, see, as long as Peter stayed in the boat and didn't, wasn't aware of who Jesus was, he wouldn't have been affected by the presence of Jesus. See, before you can walk in the, before you can walk on the water, you have to accept, you have to receive, you have to open up, you have to, I receive. You have to put yourself in a place that you say, okay, what I have is not good enough and what I need is right there. You have to make sure that the Word of God in your life... See, before you're going to be affected by the Word of God, you have to make a point of recognizing and, and, and bringing into your life that Word. Say, okay, I'm aware that you're there. I'm aware that your Word... See, God's the Creator. One of the things we're doing with our puppets, we, we had called the puppet person that made the puppets and asked them if they had any names for the puppets because usually the creator of the pup, whenever a creator, whoever creates something usually has the right idea of what something is called or what it's made for. Just like God Almighty created you, the human being, and He knows really what your life is for. He has a purpose and destiny for you. And so that's why you need to go back to the creator and find out, okay, am I the God of my world or is He the God of my world? You have to bring yourself in an alignment first of all mentally you have to receive his word and place yourself in, you have to be aware of the word of God in your life before it's ever going to be effective in you you have to make yourself open to that you can hear the word of God all your life you can sit under the best teachings Jesus himself can stand up and teach you which he did he stood up and taught people that didn't receive his words. Do you understand that? They didn't receive his words. There was no acknowledgement. When Jesus went to his own hometown, they, he couldn't do any great signs and wonders. Why? Because they didn't honor him. Honor is a sign of acknowledgement. They didn't acknowledge Jesus for who he was, so they didn't receive anything he had. Before you can receive the Word of God in your life, you have to acknowledge that it is the best way for you to go. Walk this way in it. You have an opportunity in life to... You're going to acknowledge something. Do you understand that? Your sponge is going to be full of something. You're going to acknowledge the way and will of God or you're going to acknowledge the way and the will of the world. It says right here that some, out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will, you will be taken captive by whom in which you acknowledge. See, before you can walk victorious, you have to acknowledge. See, before and after you acknowledge, it's just not about, okay, I know, I'm, I'm here at church. I'm acknowledging God by being here. I'm acknowledging it's His way, not my way. Okay, I acknowledge. No, there's another step to the three A's, the victory. The second step to after acknowledgement is alignment or agreement. You have to bring yourself in agreement with God's Word. The Scripture says, "Whether well, two or more agree, there to be in my, uh, there will be in my name. 
Now, that doesn't mean that you, you see, back in, back in the day, you just find somebody that wanted what you wanted, and you'd be in agreement, and you stand there and you agree in prayer over something. Well, we stand in agreement. And we're in agreement, and because the Word says that we're in agreement, and we're going to have it in Jesus' name. That's not what it's talking about. Okay? Yeah, first of all, it's agreeing with God's will, and God's will is His what? Kingdom. Basically, what it's talking about is when you and somebody else are you and the whole, when you agree with God's way and His will and His kingdom. See, God's will is just not that you, our agreement's just not you confessing it with his, your mouth, it's you bringing your life in alignment with His kingdom. You can go around confessing all you want to, but if you, you listen, you can, be, you, can conf, you can be confessing God's health, divine health in your life, but if you're running out in the rain naked in the wintertime, other than going to jail, you're going to get sick. Because that's not bringing your life under alignment. You're not in agreement with God's will. You're not in agreement with His kingdom. And you're... Never mind. Stupid. Yeah, I didn't say that. It came from the front row somewhere. So agreement is far more than just your confession or saying, well, I agree. We stood here and prayed. I don't know how many times we prayed and agreed and, and it didn't happen. That's because we didn't bring ourselves into agreement. Uh, it, you know, how many times we pointed up here in the back and says, you know, uh, the, the scripture says, people without a vision cast off restraints. And then we flip it around. So people with a vision bring on restraints. You walk the way you're supposed to walk. You talk the way you're supposed to talk. You do the things you're supposed to do because you've got a clear mental picture of what God's called for you. You've got a clear mental picture of what you've acknowledged. I've acknowledged the Word is the best way for me to live in. The kingdom is for me to live in. God's will is for me to live in. I've acknowledged that, so I'm going to bring my life in agreement with what I've acknowledged. Once you put your lifestyle in agreement with what you've already acknowledged... Then are you walking in victory? No. Because I think that's where a lot of people miss it. A lot of people, they acknowledge God's way. They acknowledge God's word. They bring their life into agreement for a while. And they're, they're doing, well, I'm doing what it says to do. I'm walking like it says to walk. And that's what the word says to do. Why aren't I seeing it? Well, the next thing is authority. See, now you have to apply the authority that God's given you through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. Now you go and heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and they shall recover. Boy, we're going to jump on that word recover in the weeks to come because the church needs to recover. We need to grow stable. We need to, to walk strong, be full, stable, so God can fill us. But once you've made an acknowledgement that it's God's way and you brought your life into an agreement with God's Word, then you need to walk in authority. Okay, let me do it this way. I heard a person say this. This is not original. I'm still thinking about it, but so far I can't find a flaw in it. It says, the devil can't do nothing without using a human being. God can't do anything without using a human being. The way the Word works is through you. 
The way the world works is through you. It's that simple, people. The more people that acknowledge the world, bring themselves in agreement with the world's standards, and use the authority that they've been given to establish what they've come in agreement with, the more the world's going to be magnified. Watch this. The more people that acknowledge God's way and His will, that bring their life into agreement with that, and use the authority that they've been given, the more the kingdom of heaven will be manifested. It's already done, church. It's like we're just sitting back, just we've heard the word, we're, but we're not walking in our authority. See, we make it, yeah, yes, we need to make a big deal about authority. We need to make a big deal about agreement. But, you know, we need to make it first. We need to start first realize we have to acknowledge that God's will is better for us than the world's. God's ways are better than the world's ways. If you never make that leap, listen, this is how salvation works. God didn't just produce salvation the moment you got saved. He produced salvation and you just brought, you acknowledged that there was a salvation. In your mind, you said, I'm going to fall in line with agreement and I confess Jesus as Lord. And you just brought yourself in agreement with what God had already established. And now you should be walking in the authority, living out that salvation. So you've, we've already done it in the body of Christ. The same thing works. I mean, I, I tell you what, this, some of us need to, I like this word recover. Because it means that you used to have something and it has to be redone again. Repent. See, it doesn't mean that you weren't thinking originally. It just means you need to change the way you're thinking. Reestablish means that you were already established once and you need to redo it again, maybe in a different way. Revival. That means you had lots of vival. And you need to be revived. Revival means to bring something back alive that was dead. You know, that word re is very important. So when it says to, that we need to recover, you know, we need to recover. We need to, it doesn't mean that we haven't done it before, but we need to rechange the, we need to change the way we're thinking and seeing things so we can live the life that God's given us to live. The Word of God is just not there to, 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 to make it sound religious. It is for us to live in victory in this life and the church needs to rise up to the, the standard God's given us and walk in victory and there are so many of us that are frustrated because we haven't been walking in that victory that we've read about, being preached about, we've been told about it, we've seen other people walk in it, but why not me? Now it may not be victory, what about finances? Oh, man, finances. You've heard about finances. You've been told about finances. There's that preacher again talking about finances. How many of you get upset every time the preacher talks about finances? Oh, all they want church finances. Uh, the reason people say that is because they're wounded. They had not lived in the finances of God. But there's some that have had. You know why? Because they acknowledge God's will for their life and His Word in that area. They brought their life in agreement with it, and they did what the Word said to do. And then they used their authority and applied what they agreed to. They acted on what they agreed to. See, faith and authority are the same thing. 
You can't walk in faith without walking in authority. You know how we know that? The scripture says this, whether two or more agree in my name, they're to be done in the midst of them. It's not agreeing on the name of Jesus. It's agreeing in the authority of the name of Jesus. The position that when you agree, you're agreeing with God's authority that He gave Jesus, that Jesus took back from, from the devil when He went to hell. You're agreeing with what God's already done. And you're placing yourself in the kingdom of heaven on this earth. And you're saying, ah, my life will be according to this rules and regulations, according this way, for this constitution, this bylaw, the kingdom of heaven on this earth that's already been done for me. And you can't stand and say that in authority without acknowledging, without coming in agreement. And then having the authority. That's what being a disciple is all about, is acknowledging God's will, agreeing with it, and bringing your life in order, and then walking in the authority God's given you. There's no sense of having authority if you don't have responsibility. We talked about, I was talking with Frank and Gay about this earlier. Do you realize there's no authority given? You know what you have when you have authority given to someone with no responsibility? Abuse. That is the end result of someone that has authority and no responsibility. Excuse me. They may have responsibility, but they're not living up to it. I tell you, if you have someone that has authority and not living up to their responsibility, that is where you get abuse from. Why is there so much abuse in the home? Because somebody has authority not fulfilling their responsibility. You know why the Bible tells us about the, the firstborn of the family always getting a double portion of inheritance? Everybody hears that and they go, oh man, I wish I was firstborn. I get double as much as everybody else. They got twice. They, they were charged to take care of the family. They were given a double portion because so they had double responsibility. How many people want a double anointing? That means you got double responsibility if you got double anointing. We got people in church crying, Oh, give me a double anointing! You're not even making use of one anointing, let alone a double. It just sounds good. It sounds all, Woo! I cried out for a double anointing! You had not been faithful with a little yet. Why do you think he's going to give you much? I tell you what, you be faithful to what God's given you. you. You acknowledge His will for your life. You bring yourself in agreement with His will and His way and His kingdom. And then you walk in the authority that backs that up. And you watch the victory in your life. You try to live life without that, you will not walk in victory. You won't do it. Not within the kingdom. But see, you need to understand the same thing works in the world. You can acknowledge the things of the world. You can place your, yourself in, a, in agreement with the way the world is. And you can use the same authority that God's given you. And you can use that authority to back up what you agree with. And you can live the life of the world just like everybody else is. That's how it works. You take somebody that doesn't apply any authority. You take somebody, and I'll show you someone that's not getting anything done. There's people in the world getting stuff done left and right. That's because they acknowledged, they agreed, and they determined. 
Same thing works in the Word. You acknowledge, you agree, and you determine with your authority. You know, the disciples could have followed Jesus around all their life and just let Him demonstrate authority. They would not have been effective. Jesus sent them out by two, gave them His authority, and sent them out to do what they had come in alignment. They acknowledged, they come in alignment, and sent them out to do it. That's the body of Christ. That's the, that's the life of a disciple. That's the victorious living. And if you want to be at peace, you have to acknowledge, well, the Word says I need to be at peace. I have to acknowledge that. Well, what's the next step? Well, I need to bring my life in agreement with what the Word says about peace. You know what it says about peace? It's His peace. Most of us are trying to get peace here without having peace here. And when you get in line here, then you can walk in peace here. You can be at perfect peace. You can walk in joy. You can have emotional stability. One of the greatest things, in, I, I believe with all my heart, one of the greatest things that's missing in the body of Christ is emotional stability. The salvation that affects your soul. That's why we teach what we teach on Wednesday night. It says that the, the implanted Word of God is able to save your soul. Your soul is not what makes you right with God. It's your spirit man that is made right with God. Your soul is your thoughts, your feelings, your emotion and will. And it's the implantation of the Word of God into your soul, the continual meditation on it to get that established, to back up what you've, what's been done in the Spirit. Once you know that in your heart and your soul and your thinking, you're going to see it in your flesh. It's going to become natural. It's going to be the unforced rhythms of grace that take place in your life. Being, Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. But not in churchdom. Oh, no. Being a Christian is a hard... How many people do you know that don't, they, don't, they quit going to church because they can't live up to the standards? We don't raise up a standard here. We raise up a standard in here of His Word. We want to see it happen in here. See, we're not trying to become something we're not already. We, see, we're, most people, most Christians are trying to become something that they already are. They're working, they're, they're trying to be a good Christian and they already are one on the inside. God made them that way. See, they're not in agreement. If you're trying to be a good Christian, you're not in agreement with the Word. A double-minded man is what? Unstable. You can't have this way of thinking and this way of thinking and be stable and expect to be filled. Got the picture? A double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. In other words, they can't be filled. They can't be satisfied. You will not be satisfied in life thinking that this and this. Well, the law says this and grace says this, and you're a double-minded man. Listen, you've got to come all the way over into this realm and understand, acknowledge that this is God's way. You have to bring yourself in alignment or agreement and then walk in the authority thereof. It's that simple. If you don't want that, if you don't want victory, don't do this. 
Now, I'm, 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 this, this is why this church is not booming with, with people just lined up at the door and chairs packed up in the back. Because I'm going to say something that keeps most people don't come back when I have to say this, you know. You know, if, if, if the word says for you to acknowledge and for you to bring yourself into alignment and agreement and to walk in authority, and then you choose not to do that, and then when you get sick and you come to me for prayer, it's gone. The scripture says the fervent and effectual prayer of a righteous man available. It's hard for me to pray for someone fervently when I know that they don't care about what's been said. I'm just being real honest with you. You know, you, 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 you show, you know, if you live a life that you don't care what, what the word has to say and you come to me and people say, oh, I'm really, pastor, pray for me. Oh, I'm really going to. And my prayer is supposed to do what? Pop the magic red, poof. Make everything better? Get real, people. This is not a, a magic show. It's not a magic show. It's discipleship, training, 101. You want what the Word says, but you're not willing to do what the Word says to do. Study to show yourselves approved, but no one opens the Word of God during the week. I'm sorry, am I hitting it home? Are we just going to play church or are we going to study to show ourselves approved? Just re read the Word and show that you're approved on the inside. Read the Word and show... It, it is, if you read the Word and study, it'll show you that you're already accepted by God. What are you, what are you confessing with your mouth? What are we confessing with? What, what are we... This is life and death or in the power of the tongue and all we end up doing is cursing things and cursing people talking negative bringing up the negative oh, oh but pastor pray for me that God's supernatural power overtaken me no no I won't had an altar call one time had probably 40 people come up to the altar call it's in Minneapolis I had the altar calls for all the people with a special problem come up Everybody has a special problem. And God had me share with them, says, and I just said, I'm not gonna pray for you. I just want you to know because it won't do any good. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they looked at me like, well, why'd you have us come out here? Because God wants you to know as long as you consider it special, you've given it a place of authority it's not supposed to have. And you're receiving some kind of value from that issue. It might be making you feel alive. As long as you're receiving value from something that you're... why I can pray left and right. It ain't going to go away because you're going to hang on to it. It's special. It's contrary to the Word of God. So until you look at your problems as contrary to the Word of God, your problems need to be contrary to the Word of God.
And then you need to have established in your life that the Word of God is how you want to live. And you brought yourself in alignment with the Word of God. And if the Word of God is the way you're going to live, then you're going to walk and have the authority. And when something, sickness and disease comes up and, 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 and tries to confront you, you're going to rebuke it in the authority in the name of Jesus. And it won't come nigh thee, the Scripture says. That's what the Scripture says. The Scripture says for you to rebuke the devil and he will flee. Wait a minute. Out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. That doesn't sound like a victorious group of Christians. Does it? Looky here. Verse 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing. Uh-oh. Instructing who? You know why those people are opposing themselves? Because they don't want instruction. <laughs> I saved that for last. Because all I've given you this morning is instruction. Do this, do this, and do this, and you'll have the kingdom of heaven. But you know, there'll be some of those that will hear this. And they won't do this, this, and this. And they'll continue to live a life opposing themselves, being caught in the snare of the devil at his will, not God's. Oh, I tell you, church, this will wake you up. I tell you, we're going to talk about the power of agreement. You know, husbands and wives, there's no greater institution that establishes and gives you a beautiful picture of agreement. I tell you what, we're going to get into authority, agreement, uh, acknowledgement. You're going to find out the power of just acknowledging God. Let me tell you what, let, let, let me give you a little sample about acknowledging God. You know, uh, you ever heard of a guy named uh, uh, Jonah? You heard, you heard about oh, buddy Jonah? And he, 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 he was, the word of the Lord was for him to go somewhere called Nineveh and preach, Right? He's evangelist, and he didn't like those people. So he did not acknowledge God's word, did he? What did he do? He did something contrary to what the word of the Lord is and was. Instead of going this way, he went... And that way was waiting for him a boat that took him out in the ocean that ran him across the big fish that swallowed his butt <laughs> and his arms and his legs, every piece of him. And for three days, he was in the belly of this whale. And I know we've shared this before, but do you realize that in my great depth of theological training, I realized one day that he was going to come out of that situation one way or the other? That's deep. There's a whole lot more pressure coming out that way than it is this way. Got the picture? You're going to come out of your problems one way or the other. But do what he did. Why he was in the bottom, in the midst of the, 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 the well. He's, hey, he remembered his God. 
What's that mean he remembered? He acknowledged the presence of his Creator. And because he acknowledged the presence of his Creator, what did he do? He began to worship. And as he began to worship in the midst of his circumstances, his circumstances began to go, instead of, that's good preaching right there. That's, that's illustration 101. Y'all want to see that again? Y'all got the picture? Get it. He's going to come out. But he acknowledges God. He brought his life in agreement that he is God. And he uses authority. And he came out and fulfilled the word of God. Go ahead and live in the snare of the devil. I do care. But we're just not going to waste any time. One day you'll wake up, hopefully, to the victory that's in Christ Jesus. I, 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 please don't hear it. Says, oh, well, he's, I told you a long time ago, I wasn't your typical, average, everyday, normal package preacher. I care so much, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you everything's going to be all right. Some pastors will tell you, this just don't, well, just hang on. It ain't going to be all right. No, you're going you're gonna to be, you're going to live in the snare. I, my goal is to keep you out of the snare of the devil. I don't want him to have his way with you. And the way I do that is by giving you instruction according to the word of God. And the way you keep out of the snare of the devil is by bringing your, li your life in line with the word of God. Acknowledge, agree, and use your authority and you'll be victorious in the word of God. Amen? One thing I want you to remember as you leave this place, it's either or alright, let's stand up. Oh, come on, church. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody understands that. Amen. Do you still love me? Yeah. Lie if you don't. Just say yeah. From my heart to yours, I don't want you to be affected by the snare of the devil at his will any longer. I want the body of Christ to be stable so it can be filled. You know, you can't even build a house on shaky ground. You've got to have a stable foundation. Things have to be stable for you to build on it. Mm. Our emotions need to be quit. We don't need to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. We need to have our hope fixed. The scripture says hope is an anchor of the soul. 
keeping us sure and steadfast in one spot, which is the presence behind the veil. See, hope is an emotion. It's a deep-seated belief system. The word hope is described as a confident expectation of good things to come. You know what the definition of fear is? The definition of fear is this, a confident expectation of negative to come. Which do you have a confident expectation of? Do you have more of a confident expectation of negative things happening? Or do you have a conf more of a confident expectation of good things happening? Let that be a determinator. Because if you have more confidence in negative things happening in your life than you do the Word of God, you have been acknowledging the things of the world more and bringing yourself in agreement with the things of the world than you have with the things of God. You're going to live that way all your life unless you repent in your mind. God isn't going to crucify Jesus again for you. He did it once and for all. The word is given to us to prepare you. It's given to the fivefold pulpit. It's given to all of us. But God's gifted the body of Christ with a fivefold pulpit ministry for your edification and your growth in your victorious life in the body of Christ. Amen. So please take this word to heart. Acknowledge agree and walk in authority and you'll have the victory amen father we thank you for this word holy spirit open the eyes of our understanding to what it means to be a disciple a follower a believer a saint an ambassador may we have something to share as we go from this place. May your word find its way in our heart and may it manifest and produce fruit for your glory in all God's people said, amen and amen.